Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. I know here in a couple weeks they're going to have their open, in a week, they're going to have their open house where I saw they are featuring 100 new RVs. Wayo. And for as little as $5 a day, you can get yourself a new RV. That's a coffee day in my world. And that we live in a pretty cheap world. Yeah. Where we're at. I mean, $5 a day for an RV, that's a traveling home. Seriously. Mm-hmm. You could be work. You could work in Yellowstone. You could work in Los Angeles. You just park that. I'm here this week. You know what? Don't like it here. I'll travel elsewhere. Yeah. This weekend, I'm heading here. Mm-hmm. Set up. Be good to roll. Like one of the only good things that came from COVID is the fact that more people are able to work from home. <laughs> yeah. Companies realize. You know, why do we have an office building? There's or now no even, reason for it. Yeah. With schools. They used to never cancel school when I was a kid or when I was teaching. <laughs> now they're just like, yeah, I think the weather's going to be bad. We're going to cancel school. You guys can do it from home today. Which we've, is, been, we've been I, in the building about two months straight. You guys just stay home for the week. Just well, no reason. Fantastic. Just stay home. I do too. Even as a parent, I'm like, yeah, this is great. I don't want kids standing out at bus stops at 6 a.m. and the freezing cold. It just doesn't make sense. It's just like, here, take this packet. Do, do a little work from home today. Or other, you know, people that work from home as well. Like, yeah, I can do this job. I'm going to do it in about four hours, and then I'm going to have some downtime is what they do instead of the eight hours that you spend in an office. But uh, anyway, speaking of jobs, Troy Aikman is the big news of today. We're going to talk about him, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, maybe some Tom Brady, Kyrie Irving. There's a lot to get to, and then maybe play a little game of good or bad. But the big news, I think is the Troy Aikman news that dropped last night. It's reported that he is going to be leaving Fox for ESPN. And when it was first reported, if you've seen the title of the episode today, it said that he would be leaving for the average salary. The average salary, apparently, is $17.5 million per year. That's a good salary. And that's the average salary. That is nucking futz, my guy. <laughs> right? That's a million dollars a week. And some people might be like, oh, yeah, duh. No. A million dollars a week to travel and call a game and, like, have producer meetings. I do wonder with ESPN if it's $17.5 million a year, but he'll also have to do hits on NFL Live. or. Ooh, that's a good question. Because, you know, actually. the guys that do the Monday Night Football right now, who is Lewis Riddick mm-hmm. is one of them. I see him on – ESPN a lot doing other yeah, things. Yeah, but he was already an analyst type of deal, right? right. With Aikman, I might just be like, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm broadcasting. So I don't see Brian Greasy on there. Yeah. So in, and I'm sure that Aikman has a very smart agent that would work. And in the other one's like, Levy, right? I mean, he's just a – he's a, you know – a ho- an anchor as it was yeah. or is already. So yeah. I'm sure Aikman would work it into his deal. He's like, I'm not doing sports center. Like, I do kind of feel bad for those guys. Cause I feel like they finally just got it figured out this past season. We're getting used to him. Like, all right, cool. Here we are. And it's like, <laughs> you're done. 
Yeah. See, uh, Peyton Manning and better than you. Biden. Now here's Aikman. It is tough, and I do like those guys. I don't know that they ever really gelled together to be like a good trio or a good yeah. team, uh, but I, I do like them individually. But I do think that ESPN, I mean, hell, for the last two years, they've been looking for that big name to take over Monday Night Football yeah. and to really make it a household thing. And maybe if they do have guys like Aikman on there and – partner him with someone else the Monday night football games maybe they'll be a little bit better because honestly they haven't been good for the last two years and I don't know if that's the NFL saying hey you don't really have a, a marquee broadcast team so we're not giving you the great games but maybe they will now with Aikman and there are a lot of rumors and uh, obviously I this is going to be a huge shakeup, and I'm I'm into it I don't really even know why I know a lot of people hate <laughs> a lot of announcers I'm not one of those guys I'm pretty excited about the the shakeup that's going to happen. We've already heard rumors of guys like Al Michaels, and maybe he's leaving for Amazon, and who's going to take his place. Now you have to worry about you know Troy Aikman leaving Fox, whether you like him or not. Who's going to take his place? And there are also rumors and reports this morning that they're going to try to bring Joe Buck with Troy Aikman. As I think they should. I, I don't understand why people don't like Joe Buck. Or in this area, is it because that he shitted on the Royals in the World Series? I'm sorry, they ended up losing. It's, it's part of it. Like it just it didn't go yeah. their way. Well, like, I know. Yeah, for our area, the Kansas City fans, uh, a lot of people hate Joe Buck because they did a count actually when the Royals and the Giants played in the World Series, and like you said, the Royals did lose. Yes, they did a count of like how many times Joe Buck said Giants versus how many times he said Royals. I'm sorry, you have to recognize the Royals for who they are. They're a small market team. A lot of people don't know about them, probably don't want to hear about them. Yeah. So I don't hold that against him either. And the I Giants were on like an every other year World Series trip. Yeah, you have point. stars like Madison Bumgarner who are just dominating the World Series. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're going to get talked about. Don't want to hear about Mike Moustakis because the world barely knew about Mike Moustakis then. Yeah. Like who's this uh, little third baseman whose name's hard to say? You know, Salvador Perez was not a, a star by yeah. any means. You're exactly right. Yeah, so I, I get it. I don't know why people hate Joe Buck. It's not just Kansas City fans, though. But I know that Kansas City fans in the football world also don't like Joe Buck or Troy Aikman. I, I don't get to like Troy. I do, too. I think Troy does an amazing job. Yeah. I kinda, I'm kind of i happy that he's going to ESPN because, I honestly, I just hate the Fox broadcast because it's always the Cowboys. And I, I just want to see more than the Cowboys. And also, I just, for some reason, think CBS is so much better than Fox. I don't know why. I don't know why I've ever thought that or do think that. But for some reason, my mind is like, good guy, bad guy, Fox is bad. I, I can't justify any reasons on why. But it's I'm like kind of the opposite. and Joe Buck are so good. But, like, the, the primary one, like, who's the best? For me, it was Fox, probably because of John Madden growing up, though. I was like, oh, Fox is the big one for me. Hmm. That but that's sense. just yeah, that's a perspective thing. I feel like with Fox, it's just so boring. Like the broadcast is, like their TV yeah. stuff. I know, like their graphics and everything. I don't know because I'm the opposite. I don't like, know. I, I just like I, I look know at what CBS. you're talking about, but I view CBS as like the second tier broadcast. I'm like, man, you guys are you're kind of boring. Your graphics aren't as good. Your really? life is not as good. I wonder and if it's because I grew up watching like I don't know just that CBS like Sunday afternoon theme song that they do when they roll in for the game. Just like fucking fires me up, dude. Yeah, I, I hear I that shit twelve thirty. 
like 12 or three chiefs about to kick off and that song plays i'm just sitting on my couch like ooh, let's go let's go racing boys yeah i do i like the fox broadcast though and i'm eager to see what happens with it and joe buck has one year left on his deal so i do wonder if you know even joe buck goes to him he's like hey i got a year left but i'm I'm not staying after this. I am going to ESPN after a year. So if they just kind of let him out of that contract, if they buy him out or if he buys them out, whatever it is, I wonder if there is some kind of deal where they just say, okay, we're going to lose him. Might as well get somebody else in here to do it. I'll tell you, I don't know who it's going to be. I think it's easy to find those, not easy, but it's easier to find color commentators, guys like uh, Drew Brees, uh, Greg Olson, and some of those other dudes. That primary broadcaster, the play-by-play guy, play-by-play guy. There aren't many of them. <laughs> it's hard. That is a hard thing to do, and to do it well. Yes. And you know, Al Michaels probably going to Amazon. Amazon is going to be its old, a brand new thing. So, like, who's going to partner with Al Michaels? Amazon has a shitload of money, so I think they'll get somebody probably good and maybe even already established. I don't know if that means bringing over. Chris Collinsworth to just take over Amazon. But then if you're NBC, it's like, what do we do? Exactly. Are There's... you going to go to Drew Brees and uh, Tariko? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think Tariko does a good job. I thought we've seen him and Collinsworth do it plenty of times. So, like, yeah. I don't feel like it's going to be anything super different or out of the ordinary for them. It might be a little smoother than some expect. But Al Michaels going to Amazon, That I feel like he's at the end of his career. And you're switching, you know, stations like that. Yeah, or network, excuse me. Might be tough, but he's been doing it for forever, so I'm sure that he's just like, eh, whatever, more money. It's done like, this before, yeah. Yeah. Here's you know two more, three more years that I'll do it here, and then I'm probably done for. I I love Al Michaels as well. The weird thing with it, even Al Michaels going to Amazon, he didn't even do a 17 game schedule this year. The last two years he hasn't. Right. I mean, they brought in Mike Tirico, and I he is probably the natural fill in at NBC should Al Michaels leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does a good job too. I've always liked him, but yeah, partnering with those guys, I don't know who does it. You know who I don't want for Fox is Charles Davis. You don't like Charles Davis? I cannot stand <laughs> his stupid voice anymore. What? Because Madden, <laughs> Madden, it literally is ruined. I think that's why people hated Phil Sims. I used to love Phil Sims because of Madden, but I never really got his games on CBS because Kansas City sucked, so they never had the number one broadcast team. In Madden, that was the only time I heard his voice. Like, this is awesome. Now I hear Charles Davis' voice all the time in Madden. And then when I go to a Fox game. You got to start playing on mute or something. Yeah, I've literally had to. Because, like, this is st- you said that three times today, Charles. I understand <laughs> we are struggling to protect the passer. I don't play a lot of Madden. So I I think I knew that he was the broadcaster. I had no idea Phil Sims was. I usually, It was a long time ago, yeah. If I play Madden, it's, it's usually on mute. I'm listening to music or... A podcast or something else. I yeah. can't. I know it's like, what do you want them to do? It's a game. They can only say so much. I love it though when they're like, "Oh, we're going to update these like every single week on like what they're going to say." And they first said it was cool, and I was like, "No, you're just playing the updates." Like, so like this guy had like 300 some ca- passing yards yesterday. That's amazing. I was like, "All right, hey, I get you just threw another 60 yard bomb. I'm pretty good, but you don't have to bring up his passing yards last week. He's already exceeded that in the first quarter today." So I mean, I love Kurt Herbstreit, but even like he is on NCAA 14. Mm-hmm. There sometimes I have to yell at Herbie and be like, "Shut up, man! I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I know I just ran the same play twice. It's working, okay? Yep. I'm getting 18 yards a pop. Let me run my offense." I want them to be more controversial. Like, oh, you know, actually, I would have used a timeout in this situation. 
That'll help kids learn the strategic aspect of the game. Maybe that's what they should be doing to Matt. That's a, actually a freaking hell of an idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm very surprised proud they of that haven't one. done that. Yeah. So or almost like, a, you know, they have the coach suggestion stuff. Maybe the yeah. announcer should be like, man, time clock running out here. You really need to use the timeout. <laughs> use the timeout. <laughs> one thing I do hate about Matt is when you get out of the huddle, like, and if you don't get your play calling within like seven seconds and you want to hurry up to the line, you can sit. You used to be able to just smash the X button, and they'd like sprint up to the front of the line, and you'd be boom, snap the ball and go. Now they take their stupid lackadaisical time up there, and they look left, they look right, and you're like, snap the freaking ball! I already know what the coverage is. I don't know what the coverage is because it doesn't because it doesn't matter. I'm gonna take off. I'm gonna roll to the right. Tyreek Hill downfield, sixty yard tutty. Doesn't matter. Do you matter. think other people get as upset about Madden? I have no idea. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I really, I like the game. I used to play it a lot. I just don't anymore. I've thought about just streaming it just for the aspect of, like, just to see what other people think of my reactions. But I'm scared to hear them. I'm scared to hear those opinions. The unnecessary just screaming of, you didn't call a play in time, and now you're mad that these computer. And the thing is, it's like, then I, then I realize I'm mad at a video game, so then I get mad at myself. And then people Start are like, it's just a yourself. game. It's like, shut up. I know it's a game. That's why I'm annoyed. Why are you the way that you are? Yep. I say that all the time in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, and then I say, you're a pretty cool dude. Get some knucks. And I walk out of the bathroom. <laughs> just kidding. I've never done that. But that's a uh-huh, funny story. Whatever. But uh, back to this network deal. CBS is the only one that stays normal here with yeah. Nance and Romo. Like, that's everyone assuming, else is like, uh Assuming Al Michaels leaves, like he's rumored to, going to Amazon. Um, and then Aikman leaves for ESPN, which seems pretty official. I think I even saw that both sides had confirmed they're working on a deal, ESPN and Troy Aikman. So they're yeah. not even in like the denial phase of like, oh, no, that won't happen. Um, and that does. That leaves CBS as the only one that will be untouched. I think if you're Fox and you do keep Joe Buck for a year, a guy that I love is Greg Olson. I think that he is actually one of the best uh, – color commentators that is out there he just hasn't really had the opportunity to move up the ranks yet i think he should take over at fox and then maybe you find another guy do they have kevin harlan is uh, it him and greg does. olson whoever's with greg olson does a phenomenal job as well For maybe fox? get my guy gus johnson in there doing more nfl games but i i love greg olson and i think that he should be the next to move up i don't know what Amazon is going to do. I will tell you, there are some names out there. You mentioned Drew Brees already. It's Kevin Maybe. Burkhart. That's who it is, yeah. <laughs> you white, <laughs> you Kevin Harlan. <laughs> uh, some other guys that have been mentioned, Drew Brees, like you said, but also uh, Sean Payton and Sean McVay are two guys that have just been in the running of, hey, maybe we do want to do this. Or you know, Tom Brady is another one who recently retired. I wouldn't be surprised if he got a shot at play-by-play. Really? Immediately. With ESPN and Troy Aikman, there's one guy I really want to see maybe take that job if they don't get Joe Buck, and there's another guy that I do not want in there. The guy that I do not want in there is Sean. I'm going to botch his last name. He used to do it with Gruden, and he would yell on purpose to get his voice to squeak, and he sounded awful. McDowell? McDonahue? I don't remember. I think it's Sean McDonahue. Don't want to hear him at all. Can't stand it. But Joe Tessitore is a guy who I think is very good. I thought he did a great job with ESPN as a Monday night play-by-play guy. You just got stuck with uh, old big boy, and it just wasn't good. A boomer. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, hey, stop it. This is this <laughs> You're doing good. too much. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Tom Brady is set to play in a movie 
where he's going to play himself. How could you miss it, you know? <laughs> it was everywhere yesterday. I like everybody was overreacting to it, like as we do. Of like, oh my gosh, of course he's gonna play in a movie. Like what what'd you expect him to do? Just sit on his ass and get fat? Like that's not yes, what Tom yes. Brady Yes, I does. wanna see Tom Brady just not be good looking anymore. Or <laughs> yeah. successful. I hope this movie sucks. So I'm like, Tom Brady can't act. He's an awful actor. Jack's probably going to be really good and win like an Oscar. Right. He's going to be so good at playing that they're going to be like, you know what? You're our next action hero. (laughs) What would it be? 45 years old? No one cares. Top new performer. (laughs) Top new actor of the year, Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Next year, he, yeah, he wins the award for best actor. (laughs) That's just, it's probably what he's going to do. We've seen this story before. People will doubt him and be like, oh, he's not ready for the big screen. I can't believe he's even nominated. That's ridiculous. I don't, the the concept of the movie is a little bit weird. It's a it's a road trip movie about some ladies that are going to watch the Super Bowl. It's called Eighty for Brady, which is another just weird one. Uh, but they are <laughs> they're traveling to watch the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl, and Tom Brady plays himself in this. I'm assuming is this based on like role. a true story or something? Probably not a true story. I don't know. Also, if he's playing himself, like. What are they going to Is this just him trying to stay connected to football so he can keep training? Like, oh, I got to train for the movie. Well, I think it's probably opposite. I think it's probably him getting his foot in the door with Hollywood, maybe trying to do more movies. Yeah, but what's his role in the movie? To be Tom Brady. So that's my question. Is he just, if they show, if they go to him in the movie, is it just going to be him like preparing for the Super Bowl? And this is an excuse to his wife to why he can't stop working out and stop doing all these football drills. It's like, I, I think honey, I'm thing, playing with the kids today. Honey, they're tired of blitzing you in the yard every day. <laughs> right. Take your shoulder pads and helmet off. Like, they have school. They have homework to do. I think what's going to be really funny is this is a movie about the Patriots and Falcons Super Bowl. If Tom Brady is playing Tom Brady in this movie, he's putting that Patriots uniform back on. <laughs> oh, and People shoot. on social media will love this. They will have a heyday with this of – pictures of him and i i'm gonna call my shot now i bet rumors start of he's going back to the patriots <laughs> because people are gonna catch him like either at the stadium or you know something stupid where he has that <laughs> uniform on again and they're like look he's doing this because he wants to be a patriot again when honestly he probably just wants to play in some movies and make millions of dollars doing it that way maybe that's funny i didn't even think of it that way it's gonna be like, ah, oh, he knew he messed up going to Tampa. Yeah, he won another Super Bowl, but he just it wasn't the same. Right. Yeah, it just it wasn't, and then he's trying to get back. And you know, another guy, Aaron Rodgers, snip, snap, snip, snap with him. I I really don't know what's going on with him, but Brian Gutekunst had an interview yesterday, and they say that Rodgers will inform the team soon, uh, maybe like a mid March, where he's gonna make up his mind on really, I think if he's retiring, if he's leaving, if he's coming back. I think that he's down to, is he going to retire or is he going to be a Packer again? Yeah. I don't think he's leaving. Well, there's the rumors out there that multiple teams have already offered the trade for him. Exactly, yeah. Which is interesting to go, actually, hey, who offered some trades? The Steelers did? The Broncos did? Uh, I think Gutekunst has even made some comments about, like, yeah, I'm not picking up the phone. We're not even talking about that right now. But it is interesting that um, I think it was Schefter had, was on a podcast, was talking about it. Diana Rossini was talking about it this morning, and she said that she can even confirm multiple teams have an offer ready. 
for Aaron Rodgers. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, Green Bay has to pick up the phone for one, though. Yeah. And two, I think Aaron Rodgers would have to probably agree to it because he does have that whole I'll just retire thing sitting in his back pocket of like, oh, you want to trade me to the Texans? <laughs> no, I'm just going to retire. Yeah. I mean, if the if there's already trade offers out there, I, to me that means the Packers have already picked up the phone then. Sometimes. Sometimes it's just as simple as the Broncos being like, yep, we have this ready, we have that ready, we traded Von Miller, we have this pick. Have you guys already had discussions? Well, actually, we've, we've called about 20 times yeah. straight to voicemail. Right. Yeah, I swear to God, I'm going to ask that girl out. I just haven't yet. <laughs> she you just know? hasn't responded to my But you know what you're going to say? Oh, yeah, I've been working that out for weeks. Like, eventually, she's going to look at me, and I'm going to be able to talk to her. That's no, I'm just too truthful. Like, yeah, actually, I sent a message and get a response. So, <laughs> right. on to the next. There is an offer on the table. No, she has not read it yet. And I have actually, I've been blocked. So she, yeah, never it's crazy. It. Just one message saying hi, block. Whoa, okay. That, that is the Packers right now. Longer. They are blocking all the creepers. <laughs> like, that's not a real offer. That's stupid. I didn't know you were still in the league. I don't know. I don't know if they will or not. Uh, I know that they did announce or did say uh, that bringing in Tom Clements, the quarterback coach, that was 100% them working with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. which I thought was pretty interesting to just come out and be like, yep, that's what Aaron wanted. We're trying to work with him on it. That's what we did. Here's another way we could view that, though, is Aaron Rodgers is getting the right guy in there to help Jordan Love. Be like This guy helped me tremendously when I was starting to be the starting quarterback here. When I was the franchise guy, the face of the team, winning MVPs, helping the team to the Super Bowl, this is the guy that helped me out. This is the guy that made my job easier. I want that for Jordan Love. But I'm done. My time here is done. Yeah, I don't think that's Aaron Rodgers. You're never going to view him that way. <laughs> no, do you think he's he, he loves to help J-Lo. Out Jordan it's, it's Love? It's A-Rod and J-Lo, man. That's a happy relationship this time around for those hmm. two. No, I don't think so. I believe it is. <laughs> he would barely even mentor Jordan Love. He did mentor him. He, he's mentioned it before. He said, I got a great relationship with the guys. I was in this post. Okay. Those all the guys Because yeah, no athlete has ever lied to the media. Except for Aaron Rodgers, like a couple Brett weeks Favre ago. Just, Brett Favre blatantly was like, I'm not fucking helping this guy. That is not my job. <laughs> yeah, but even Aaron Rodgers was like, yeah, I'm immunized. And we were supposed to believe him when it was a blatant lie. So him coming out and being like, oh, me and uh, J-Lo well, have he a did. great relationship. Sure you <laughs> He did. told the Prove truth it. in his way. Yeah, yeah you're just right. Just because right. you post a picture of him on Instagram doesn't mean you have a great relationship. I think, I think it's, it's better than some people probably think. Probably. There's probably not like a lot of animosity there or yeah. he's like ignoring him in the hallway. But it's not like, a hey, I'm going to show you the ropes. On. I don't think he's going full Alex Smith with Patrick Mahomes. No, online. not even. I don't think he's yeah. close. I think it's probably closer to the Brett Favre than Alex Smith. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's cause, just because Alex Smith did so much, and we've, we've heard so much about that. Here's another question for you, though. Uh, bringing up future news with news going on right now, what happens first? Aaron Rodgers' announcement by mid-March or the start of World War III? I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers first. Thank God. <laughs> this shit's freaking me out, man. I hate this stuff. It's ridiculous. War is dumb. Yeah. I think a lot of people have been saying that. Honestly, I have not been following what is going on closely with the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. I've just buried myself into sports. I'm like, what's happening? Well, I hate when that I've been paying attention to it, and you come in this morning, you're like, oh, did you hear what Putin said? And I was just like, huh? Huh? He said that? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
But we're, here, we're here to bring guys. entertainment distractions from that so people don't have to stress about it. So why, why are I you am, so though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get some stuff off your chest. Homie's afraid he's going to get drafted over there. Uh, but I, I do think with the Tom Clement stuff and Aaron Rodgers, I think that was a Rodgers move of like, hey, I want to work with this guy. If you plan on keeping me around, this is who I want in here. And the Packers pretty much came out and said, yeah, that's we'll do that for you. And I don't... That's not like a shot at Clements. I think that he's probably a good guy for the job, and Rodgers wants to work with him again. And that's why I do still kind of think that Rodgers won't leave, that he is going to either stay in Green Bay for another season or he is going to retire. I think that's what they're contemplating right now. At least that's the way that it seems. And, you know, another guy, uh, Devontae Adams, has been mentioned Mm -hmm. a lot. And, you know, anytime I tweet about Devontae Adams, people are always in my mentions of, well, the Packers can't afford both of them. The, even the GM yesterday was like, We've no, we can before. figure out a way to get both of these guys on the field. And I 100% believe that. I even saw, ah, uh, shoot, I forgot his name. One of these guys that's an older, has covered the Packers before. And it was like, fans get so worried about the salary cap. Yes, I saw No that this team morning. is worried about the salary cap because they know there's workarounds. So and even with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you'll find ways. I already saw that they converted Aaron Jones's roster bonus or whatever into a signing bonus somehow frees up millions of dollars. Yeah. I don't get it. But that's why you have these salary cap guys. That must just be so nice. And be like, hey, we're, oh, we're $90 million over? Oh, like, all right, we'll figure that out next week. Who can we go get right now, though? <laughs> what can we do to create more money? And then the fan Throw base is just $140 million to Taysom Hill. <laughs> the fan base is just stressed to the max. Like, we're, we're not even going to be able to play this next year. going to have to get rid of that. Everybody, uh-huh. general manager himself is like, dude, we're fine. Like, I think eventually down. the salary cap will come knocking on your door to where it's like, hey, you've been kicking this can down the road. Now it's time to pay. And that's when you see teams rebuild. And they're like, oh, okay, got to blow it up. Lose yeah. these free agents. Our quarterback's retired. Whatever. That's when you start to address the salary cap. Yeah. But if you want to win, if you're in a win-now mode, you don't have to worry about salary cap. Like even the Eagles last year were in salary cap hell. And I think they realized that. They're like, okay, it's time for us to rebuild. Let's address some of our salary cap issues, and we'll get a young team in here for a couple of years. Yep. It's working out for them. They have three first-round picks now and made the playoffs somehow. So it, it is, it's fake. It's it's not a real thing, the salary cap. There's too many workarounds for that to be like a, a solid thing. But even with uh, Devontae Adams, they said they wanted to make the salary – or not the salary cap, the franchise tag a yeah. last resort for him, that they want to do something long-term with Devontae Adams. And I – duh. You can't let that guy walk. There's a part of me, though, that kind of wants to see him do walk. 30 years old, Aaron Rodgers retires, just be like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. tag and trade me. Let's I just do, do like that. player movement. It, it's fun. It's exciting to be like, oh, my gosh, this guy's going to go to a different team. He's going to be a Vegas Raider and team up with Derek Carr and whatever. That's exciting. Yeah. Or there's always, much. you know, the teams that have a stupid amount of money. Like you look at the Jaguars. Hey, that's not like an awful destination anymore. There's some excitement there now. It's kind of crazy that Trevor Lawrence is really being slept on. Like nobody talks about Trevor that Lawrence. That could probably be the best thing for him right now in his career. Yeah, just he's a little finally less not in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even I mean Justin Fields, I think is more in the spotlight. Yeah, Mac Jones definitely Trey more. Trey Lance's too. 
Yeah. And, you Dude know, doesn't even start. There's Trey Lance news, too. Um, I think it was Schefter and Mortensen. A lot of people are reporting that the 49ers might not trade Jimmy G. And I know there were reports at the end of the season that, you know, Jimmy G was going to work with the 49ers on a new destination. Uh, but there are a lot of people, those blue check marks, tweeting out that maybe Trey Lance isn't ready to take over the starting gig and that maybe Kyle Shanahan keeps Jimmy Garoppolo for another season. Mm-hmm. I can see it happening. I mean, he was he didn't want to move on from Jimmy G last year. You made a really good run, got to the NFC Championship game, and now you're going to move on from him? I'm not saying that's what I would do, but I, I could see Kyle Shanahan doing it. I think that's such a mistake. I do, too. You traded all the way up to get him. You moved up. I mean, you moved several times across the board for that first mm-hmm. round. You move up to get him. Say he's not going to start year one. That We get it. But then there's also the things of, like, oh, we've got these special packages for him in games, you know, so we can use him. We can right. get used to kind of the speed of the NFL. Just stop messing around. Just go make it happen. Figure out if he's the guy or not. As my voice squeaks as I go through puberty once more. Excuse me. <laughs> You're right. It was a little uh, bit of a hiccup. But just seriously, like, why do we see every other franchise go, okay, this is our guy. Let's see if he can play. Figure it out now. Let's see what you hear everyone say. Why are the Niners, in a way or in a sense, babying Trey Lance here? And I know it feels like came, they're just coddling him a little bit. Like, just take your time, sweetheart. Right. He came into the league as a guy that a lot of people, myself included, said it might take him some time because he came from North Dakota State, which everybody knows them as a powerhouse. They're still a small school, though. Yeah. And they didn't play good competition. And he had only started for one year plus one game. So I, there were a lot of people that said, oh, he's going to have to wait a year. Or he's not NFL ready yet. At some point, you do have to take the training wheels off, though, and be like, hey, can he, can he play in the league or not? Yeah. And it, there's so much potential there. I love to Trey Lance coming out. I had him as QB2 in that class. And, you know, we've all seen, or at least I know you and I have, we've seen the videos online. I was like, oh, my God, look at this throw that he made. And practice. Practice clips. I tried to recreate one. almost threw my back out. (laughs) Even some of the stuff that he did in his limited reps this year live, it looked good. The 40-yard dart that he threw on a line, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, pretty freaking impressive. And, you know, some I always go back to this. Some guys just aren't practice players. They cannot motivate themselves or they don't have that in practice to be like, okay, I'm ready to compete. Practice is just practice to them. But then, you know, when you get into a real game scenario – you turn it on, and then you know the flip. Something just flips, and you're ready to go. Maybe that's Trey Lance, and that's how he is. I don't know. I don't know much about him, but I know that there's a lot of promise there, and a lot of potential, and enough of it that I would definitely trade Jimmy Garoppolo and find a place for him so Trey Lance can take over. It's been a year. I think that he's as ready as he's ever going to be. I, I don't think that he needs to sit another year and then you're just magically going to be like, oh, now he's ready. Like, yeah. he'll get there. He might, he might struggle for a couple games, but he'll get there. And then, you know, with Jimmy Garoppolo, I'll tell you, Twitter's wild sometimes. <laughs> and I have definitely had my disagreements with 49ers Twitter. I did see somebody floating the idea out there of trading Jimmy Garoppolo to Denver for the number nine overall pick. Yeah, because that's what he's worth. You just, I wish you would send. I wish you would send me stuff like this so I could just tweet back at it and just be like, "You're silly." <laughs> that's silly little goose. <laughs> yeah, what are you mind. smoking, my guy? <laughs> number there nine. Ain't no overall. way. 
No. Uh, like, if they traded Jimmy Garoppolo for a second-round pick, I'd be like, wow, you got a good return <laughs> yeah. for the second-round pick. 49ers won that trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Like, I think maybe, like, a back end of the second round, like, third-rounder is probably with some other picks, maybe. Here's the thing. Do you think Jimmy Garoppolo would be better with the Broncos? There's more reliable targets there. I know George Maybe. Kittle's up there. I know Debo Samuel's one of the players, but like George Kittle can't stay healthy. And I know why I just said yesterday about the Broncos, they got to stay healthy. If Corlin Sutton stays healthy and Jerry Judy continues to develop, and then you got the two tight ends and Albert O and Noah Fant, that's some pretty good guys to throw to if you're I Jimmy think, Garoppolo. Yeah, I think he would still be better with the 49ers. That run game's good, offensive line's pretty good. Yeah. But the Broncos definitely have a lot to work with. And that those young receivers, I think uh, Javante Williams is going to have a breakout year next year. At I running agree back. with you. I, I do like both their tight ends and Fant and Albert O. I'm glad yeah. I called Javante Williams being special this year as a rookie. Like someone to keep an eye on, like, hey, mm-hmm. dude's going to be a baller. And maybe if they, you know, if Denver does get some more pieces on that offensive line, whoever their quarterback is, is coming into a pretty good situation. Yeah. And then Nathaniel Hackett, even as their head coach, that's a pretty good head coach that you could look at and be like, okay, this guy can help me out here. He can kind of tutor me along the way at the quarterback position. They're they're definitely set up for some success in Denver. I don't know if it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. And, and the shitty part for them is that there's not really anyone in the draft either. And that's why I keep coming back to, man, I think the Kirk Cousins market is going to heat up. Teams like Washington and Denver – I don't think you're giving away number nine overall, but I, I think you might be looking at Kirk Cousins and be like, this could be our guy. <laughs> Sounds wild. No way Washington gets him, though, right? No way Washington, like Kirk Cousins of Washington. I know it's a different regime in terms of, you know, the front office and head coach, but that yeah. ownership group is still there. I wouldn't think so, but maybe at the same time. Weird ass Kirk Cousins is like, yeah, I'll go back there. Like it wasn't too bad. Who's the coach now? Ron Rivera. He's a swell guy. Sweet. So may I, if I, any quarterback were going to do it, I think I could see Kirk Cousins doing it. To being like, hey, no hard feelings, guys. I'm back in the locker I've room. I've forgiven you. You like that? <laughs> yeah. I could. I could see him doing it uh, for sure. Let's mention some of our great sponsors, Miners and Monroe. Go check them out. If you're a local listener right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas, or you can go visit them online, even if you're not a local listener, it's minersandmonroe.com. Go check out um, all their cool stuff that they have, shirts, hats, pants, shoes, pretty much anything you could be looking for as a guy, they have at Miners and Monroe. And use that code MikeDup10, save yourself 10% off at checkout. Absolutely. Now we're going to go to Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auction to every single week. And the best part about Gunspot is there's no extra or hidden fees when you go to check out. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when danger could arise. Make sure and position protect you and your family. And I'm sorry if I have manifested that into what we are now seeing on the news. So maybe you should go visit Gunspot.com because who knows what the fuck's going to happen in the next month and a half. Thank you for turning that off. It's been scaring me. Not really scaring me. But anyways, Gunspot.com. Be sure to check them out. So usually we we have the TV on. I like to see what's what the <laughs> happenings are in the world. Usually of sports this morning, yeah. I decided to turn on the news. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> big country cannot handle it right now. 
Well, I took a little glimpse at it, and all of a sudden there's like seven helicopters flying across, and it's like, oh, what's underneath that tarp? That tarp's pretty stacked up. Oh, let's go ahead and make the assumption of what it is. <laughs> Ooh, not good. Uh, another thing that's not good is Kyrie Irving and the Nets this year and how they've been playing that whole situation. It's been weird. Um, but it looks like New York City might roll back some of the restrictions that they have for unvaccinated uh, players, I guess is the way to say it. Right now, obviously, if you've been paying attention, Kyrie Irving not allowed to play in Brooklyn or uh, New York City at all because he's unvaccinated. And then earlier this season, the Nets said, we're not going to play him in road games. We're not going to play him until he can be a full participant in our on our team. Uh, but it does look like New York City going to roll back some of those restrictions that they do have in place that would allow Kyrie Irving to come back and play. And it could be as soon as March 13th, just about two weeks away, that you could get the return of Kyrie Irving. And then you start to usher in Ben Simmons in there as well. Things are kind of starting to trend in the right direction for the Brooklyn Nets to where even you're going to get a you know a little bit of time before the playoffs to get these guys together and, and gelled together and figure out how they want to play uh, with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're Kyrie Irving, it's about time. That's probably what he's thinking, like, sweet. Finally get to play. Held out long enough. I was a pain in the ass. Got rid of James Harden. Don't have to worry about him trying to take shots away because I sure as hell know Ben Simmons isn't going to do that. So this now means even more post-opportunities for me. I also saw that like part of the Harden thing and his frustration with the Nets was that Kyrie wasn't able to play. Oh, yeah. Now he gets traded, forces his way out, and Kyrie's like, actually, I'm coming back. I'll be able to play now. See you in a month, bub. Yeah, I still think it's a good move for both teams. Yeah. Did I you like see it. that? Uh, I, I maybe I just saw you put it in Ben Simmons working with Kyle Cover on a Crover on a shot. Yeah, uh, Corver, that, My God, I just botched his name twice. Yes, yeah. I know who he is, Kyle Corver. Corver. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, great legend. Uh, it is interesting that he's working with Kyle Corver, and they were doing a lot of basic fundamental drills. Did you see on which hand? On his left hand. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's always been his shooting hand, though. No, he's a right-handed. Everyone thinks he should be left-handed. No, it's flipped. He's always been a lefty, but people think he's a righty. What? Why have I got not backwards? I don't know. Are we sure he's always been left? Yeah. 99% sure that he's always been a lefty. But there is a lot of speculation that maybe he is a righty who's been shooting lefty this whole time. But he's been working with Kyle Korver, or at least there was a video surfaced yesterday of the two of them working together. Like I said, it, it very fundamental, like flick of the wrist type shooting stuff. Yep. I don't on, know why I got that so mixed up. I was just like, man, he's making the he's making the he's switch. Making the change. What an idiot. I literally I have done what they were doing yesterday with my daughter. <laughs> yeah. I, that's where you're starting with Ben Simmons. Off your hand. Yeah. Yeah, it's square one of just like work on the flick of your wrist, the ball coming off your fingertips and things like that. And it could have been just like that's what they were doing or they could have been having a conversation and Ben Simmons was just doing that. But it, it really looked like they started at square one basketball fundamentals on how to shoot. But even with Ben Simmons, you want him to be able to have some sort of a shot. But I, I don't think the Nets really need that from him, especially when Kyrie comes back. Like, if yeah. he can score 10 points a game, fine. Cool with it. You I, know, think I do he, think 
I do think you're probably going to need the 10 to 15, 10 to 15 points from him normally through a night with Ben Simmons, but you're also going to need the rebounds and the defensive stops. Right. I mean, he could be a walking triple double with 10, 10 and 10. Yeah. You just really, more than anything, you need him to be a threat that he can shoot the ball. So, you know, if you're swinging the ball around and it gets to Ben Simmons in the corner, the defense doesn't just have to stop and be like, nap, not worried about that guy at all. You still need them to rotate out on Ben Simmons. And I think even in the last year in the playoffs, teams weren't. They were just like, yep, let this guy shoot the ball. We don't care. Or, you know, late in the fourth quarter when he disappeared uh, because the 76ers were kind of looking at him to be a scorer. You're not going to have to worry about that at all in Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, if Kyrie comes back, he is at best their third option. And I don't even know if he's going to be the third option. Yeah. Sorry, I'm laughing at the fact that I just got roasted in the chat here by old Brooksy. <laughs> that tends to happen daily. Take it easy, bub. It does. It's just part of it. Love the gig. <laughs> but with Simmons, I think you also have to find a way to build up his confidence because that's something that got completely shot and just lost. In Philadelphia. And that was part of the whole mental health thing, I think, of trying to recover from everyone in Philadelphia hating Ben Simmons. Including his teammates. And I really, I don't even know if you can limit it to Philadelphia. Maybe I shouldn't say his teammates, just teammate Embiid just did not like you. Yeah, there was definitely a thing between those two where they did not get along. Yeah, And I'm still looking forward to that March 10th date where Philly and Brooklyn play. I need to have James Harden and Ben Simmons on the court for that. And I think that it might even be in Philadelphia. I think it is too. Now here's the thing. I would love to see Ben Simmons just posterize him. Really? And then just, oh yeah. I would love to see Ben Simmons win that. I've always thought Embiid was kind of a douche. Everyone seems to love him. No. It took you about... Took you about five years where you could play, and you were still listed as a rookie. And now that you're here, it's hard for you to stay healthy. And now that you're finally the guy in Philadelphia, it's just like, yeah, now you're a D bag. And it is in Philadelphia. Yeah. So uh, if I'm the Nets and Kyrie is going to be ready to go fairly soon, why not let him come back and play the 76ers on March 10th? And then hopefully by March 13th, the COVID restrictions are rolled back. They play the Knicks that day. So you get like a, a good comeback. They get to play the 76ers. And then on March 13th, you get that like home game mm-hmm. against the Knicks. I think that's a great plan. It's also a really good story, though. And so I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen. It is going to be interesting. And I'm glad that this is the news we get to focus on in basketball instead of talking about the Lakers anymore because. I know we're going to get to that in a little bit, but it just it hasn't been enjoyable for any other major sports team in basketball aside from the Chicago Bulls. It's weird. The, the NBA is it's kind of different this year because there are a lot of teams at the top that you're not really used to seeing. Even like right now in the Eastern Conference, the Heat and the Bulls are tied for first yes, place. Sir. Which those oh. have been good teams over the last couple of years, but we're used to seeing – like the Bucks, the 76ers, the Celtics, these teams always at the top, and they're not this year. Even the Raptors a couple of years ago were up there. The 76ers are still the three seed, but even teams like the Cavs right there with yeah. them, that young team playing very well. And even in the Western Conference, 
Um, you have the Phoenix Suns, who have a six-and-a-half-game lead. Now we'll see what happens without Chris Paul. He's out six to eight weeks. Yeah, but like even seen in the West, like the Memphis Grizzlies are up there. They're third in the West right now. Right. That's awesome. Love to see that. We went to a game this year. We're their good luck charm. John Morant even getting some MVP. Yeah. Not him and uh, Joel Embiid seem to be kind of the favorites for the award right now, at least. There's still uh, quite, a, quite a few games left in the NBA, and you know, hopefully we have quite a few games left in Major League Baseball, too. Um, but as much as I try to be the optimistic guy, <laughs> everyone keeps trying to drag me down to where even yesterday Major League Baseball announced if there's not a deal met by that deadline of February 28th, they're going to start canceling games. And I, I think that a lot of people have seen this coming. But part of it is is they're going to cancel these games. They're not going to reschedule them. And players are not going to get paid for those games that they miss. So, you know, guys, like, I know Max Scherzer was at the meetings yesterday, and he's showing up. Uh, it, you know, Garrett Cole was showing up, and they're talking with the Players Association. They're talking with Major League Baseball. These two guys in particular – if they start canceling games, Max Scherzer is losing $232,000 a day that he does not play games. What? Garrett Cole is losing $193,000 a day that they don't have games. Guys, just like send them my way. And I think that's it's why like these It's like a random two- November 30th day. Be like, you know what? I don't need this $130,000. Big country wants it. It's birthday. Here's a little gift, pal. Yeah. Here's send it through Venmo. Tax me on it. Let the IRS see it. And I'll be like, Psh, don't even care. I'm still probably pocketing about 90k of it. Brought more than that. You'd probably get about yeah a hundred. Hell's yeah, brother. I would think. I and don't know. We are going on a trip. <laughs> still, it's, it's a good salary if you can get it. <laughs> Again, and that just goes to show, I mean, that's just two of them. It's not like these are two outliers that are like, oh, man, those are only two yeah. guys. You look at guys like Trevor Bauer that are making around $45 million a season. He's going to be losing out on some money. Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> you know, I always realized they were making like $40, 45000000 million a year. I never really looked at it as how much are they making a day. It's, like, I just decided it, to be lazy this Sunday and not do anything. Still made $200,000, though. I mean, their money makes money. You just put it in the bank, and then it's like, oh, I have more of it now. (laughs) That's amazing. My investments are going off. Right? Um, It it is. It's weird to see. I'm growing less and less optimistic about Major League Baseball. Hopefully, over the next two days, they're really working, and they start making some strides on a lot of the stuff that they need to. I, I, there are minimal strides being made on things like the draft lottery to where, I, I don't know, it just seems very simple to me. Start discussing like halfway points. If the Players Association want four and the owners want eight, to me that says let's settle on six and move on. <laughs> that just makes too much sense, my guy. I, I also saw your tweets last night on the hashtag Mr. Positive. Cracked up at it a little bit. <laughs> Now we're here, and it's like, ugh, I don't know. Trying. <laughs> I'm trying, but I also have a calendar, and I know that today is February 24th. I just don't know. Are they working Saturday and Sunday? Because I hope they are. They should. No they better be. <laughs> what yeah. else are you doing? So uh, You're not playing baseball. It's clearly That's not a sure. league right now. No, but I, I do hope that it 
that most of this is just maybe a scare tactic of, hey, we're going to start canceling games. That's what I think it is from the owner's standpoint. Of like, hey, by the way, just so you know, we will cancel these games and you won't get paid. So if you want to make a deal, let's make a deal. Or guys like Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer are going to start losing a lot of money every day, about $500,000 a day. It's just gone. Staying in the owner's pockets. That That is true, yeah. Someone gets to keep it. And so just, the owners are like, actually, let's just keep this rolling. Yeah. That's uh, where I think it should be like, no, actually, your money goes away. Like, yeah. both of you lose it. The MLB we, gets it. We donate it to Mike Up. <laughs> yes. And everyone's happy. I'm ecstatic. That's what we call in the biz as a win-win-win. <laughs> which will... Absolutely never happened. But I, I do hope that something happens over the weekend that they are able to figure out something at least or that there is real progress to where not just guys like me, Mr. Positive, but guys like a Jeff Passon are like, hey, we had a really good day of negotiating. This is what happened. We've settled <laughs> this and we can move on. Uh, I know that a big, a big one that Jeff Passon keeps tweeting about is the tax. Uh, yeah. If you pay – if your payroll is over like $210 million, you have to pay a tax. And the union, the players union, wants to hire that tax. Because obviously the higher it is, the more teams can pay. And the owners want to lower it. So again, that can we not just meet in the middle? <laughs> that, that makes, and I get it from both sides. Like The owner's like, hey, I actually don't want to keep losing money. I'm already paying you guys. Now we've got to deal with the tax? Who's got, who gets to pay the tax? Not you guys. Right. Me. I got to. So I get that from the ownership's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. you're already making enough in baseball. Equal out to where some of the lower level guys are also getting paid and making money because making $150,000 a day or $200,000 a day, in my mind, is a little insane. It is. It's a little For just like anybody in a, across the whole country. You're making $200,000 a day. Uh-huh. I know this lady down the street probably doesn't want to fix her life, but. I don't know. Maybe don't give it to her. That's a bad example. You, are you referring to the homeless Teddy bear? Lady? Teddy bear, yeah. <laughs> maybe don't give it to her. Yeah. But maybe that's give what it I, to a program that could help her. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or maybe take your money to Club 609. Happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. I will say, if you're one of our local Joplin listeners, just about every business is closed today. I don't <laughs> even know if Club 609 is open. I know they closed early last night because we've yeah. – we have another big snowstorm that rolled through. That's where everybody's closing. But in usual, normal times. We're not closed. Happy hour. We're not. Always open. Yeah. Except for tomorrow when we are taking a day off. Yeah, that's um, a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I will be out of town. <laughs> right. But Club 609 Happy Hour usually runs from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Home of the great two-for-one drink specials. One of my favorite things is watching people get two drinks at their table and being like, oh, my God, I had no idea. It, it says it right there. Two for one. They don't lie to you like Aaron Rodgers would. They are truthful. They also have those $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Now we're going to go to downtown Lube located right here in the heart of Joppa, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So visit their website at downtownlube.com for that full list of services. Also, if you're not in the area, just do us a favor. Hop on over to the website. Again, www.downtownlube.com. 
check it out. Mark's very proud of it, happy for him as well. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. The weather's getting nasty out there. Make sure you got a good set on there. If you're here in Joplin, visit Downtown Loop. I got a good set on me right here. Um, my tires. Yeah, me too. Pretty new. Got them from Downtown Loop. Dude, I was drifting on Main Street yesterday. In your little car? Hell yeah, dude. I turned off my traction control and said, watch this. I was thinking one I on the steering wheel, freaking back and forth, dog, just fishtailing that bitch. As a four-wheel awesome. drive truck driver, I'm not a nice enough guy to stop and help somebody who's, who's stuck. Well, I will say that I did notice the traffic behind me. Gave me some room after that. <laughs> yeah, it created a little bit of space. <laughs> like, if you call me up and you're like, hey... High centered in the middle of Main Street. Like, All right, you're gonna have to call a tow truck. <laughs> yeah, not me, dude. You got the wrong guy. I'm not gonna be. I don't have like a chain. I'm I was gonna ask, do you even have a chain? Huh? No, I, I literally do not have one. I got a gold chain at home, dog. I'm trying to stop. I also don't not. keep jumper cables because if somebody asks me, I can honestly say, nope, I don't have any. Same, actually. I hate helping people with that stuff. I just feel like I'm going to electrocute myself. Like, I put freaking red on black. Which one goes first? Mm-hmm. Oops, wrong this time. Tell the truth. I've there. seen someone do it. That's why I'm literally feared it. I watched my grandpa electrocute the shit out of himself when I was little. Really? He was like, I'm not playing with jumper cables. Or you get somebody who has, like, the other end dangling that's touching some metal. I mean, I've seen that before. Yeah, well, the, he had a screwdriver, and he was like, oh, touch it here. But he held, like, for some reason, he was holding the metal part of the screwdriver instead of the plastic handle where it's safe to, like, have more control over it. And just, and I just watched the spark, and I was like, oh, my God. I think I just watched him die. He was fine. I never have to but. jump vehicles enough to ever remember, like, the appropriate way to do it. Well, like, growing up, my, my stepdad and my grandpa, they had so many old vehicles. Like, if they wanted to get up and run so they can just – hear that puppy scream or whistle or however they w- worded it, they would do that. And it would just be like, this is so stupid. That's why I think older cars are dumb, too. It's like, if this thing's been sitting here for 30 years, give it to someone who's actually going to take care of it instead of it just being a yard decoration for you. I remember one of my first years teaching. Obviously, as a male in the teaching profession, there were only a handful of us in the building. But one of the parents had uh, their car battery had died, or so they thought. And like they paged me out of my classroom and like, hey, can you come to the office? Uh, we need your help with something. And I'm like, what is this? Am I secretly getting fired? Because that's where <laughs> my brain goes. Uh, but they were like, hey, we have a parent whose car won't start. Can you go help them? And I'm like, I'm not a fucking mechanic. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about this shit. Does it have gas in it? I'm in the middle of a math lesson. <laughs> right. Like that's <laughs> after I ask, does it have gas in it? I'm done. That's my level of expertise. <laughs> I can no longer help you if we've gone past that. But even the person was like, oh, I uh, I think that the battery's dead in it. I was like, okay, well, I'll run inside. I know that the office has like a set of jumper cables. And I'll, I'll hook you up. While I'm walking back inside, I'm watching a YouTube video of how to <laughs> jump a car <laughs> to make sure I'm hooking it up right yeah. now. I'm like, Phew, okay, I think I got it. Thank God by the time I'd walked back outside – one of our janitors was out there already jumping her car. I'm like, thank the Lord. George has saved my life, man. Like, <laughs> I could have electrocuted the shit out of myself, but there you are. And plus, I got out of the classroom for a little bit. But there, Look at you. There's just things that when it comes to cars, 
Not a car guy. I love it when someone opens up the hood of a vehicle and they're like, wow, that's pretty nice. I'm like, thanks. I have no idea what the fuck I'm looking at. <laughs> and my little brother just freaking lists off the whole engine. Like, he, that dude could take apart an engine and put it back together probably better than it was before. And he'd be like, all right, you're good to go. And I'm like, thanks, dude. Trust you. It's probably going to break in about six months because everything he owns does. But <laughs> he knows what he knows what broke and how it broke. Oh, and, yeah. And he hits you with, I guess I just went a little too hard, bub. What's that thing <laughs> about that? <laughs> uh, all right, let's play uh, a little bit of good or bad. This is a game that we started a long time ago. And this was when you made your claim that the Bengals were good and like yes, a Super Bowl sir. contender. Um, joke's on you. They didn't win the Super Bowl, though. So you were wrong. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but this is good or bad. Uh, we have a couple of these. Let's start with a team that you mentioned earlier, the Los Angeles Lakers. If you had to, with just one word description, good or bad, how do you feel about the Lakers? <laughs> They're bad. LeBron James, good. Lakers overall, bad. It's just, it hasn't looked good. Watching them play is annoying. Anthony Davis isn't as physical as he should be. Russell Westbrook can't stop turning the basketball over. It's just super annoying. It is not fun to watch this team play. And the younger guys that you want to continue to watch develop, they can't stay consistent enough for the team to figure it out as a whole. And I don't think LeBron James is going to be able to carry these guys to the finals at his age. I, I'm i right there with you. I think that they're bad as well, and it sucks. Because LeBron, obviously very good, still having, I think, one of the most impressive seasons he's ever had. Just because yeah. he is so old and he has almost no help. At all. And as I mentioned sometimes, it is kind of his fault because he is almost the GM, the acting GM there. And that Russell Westbrook trade, even when it happened, you and I are like, that's not good. And it's not. Yeah, I think it's actually going worse than I think even I expected. <laughs> yeah. And I do not like Russell Westbrook. Um, and now, there, you know, there's a lot of talk about LeBron's future already. I don't think that's going to get buy-in from other players. Yeah. It's, I mean... I've already seen people doing jersey swaps of, like, LeBron back to the Cavaliers where he's in the new uniform, and he's got guys like Jared Allen right there with him and Darius Garland. It's like, okay, it kind of feels like that's where he's headed. And with LeBron, he almost put out the feelers, like, hey, that, that door's not closed. I feel like it's almost to get the feeling of Cleveland of like, Hey, are you guys open to this? Like, is this something that the fan base oh, wants? Are we good? I don't know if you saw his wife posted, uh, on Instagram, like no place like home and had like an Akron oh, really like thing. So it's like, here we go. She did the same thing uh, when they left Miami mm -hmm. to go back to Cleveland. It was just like, Oh, Akron's like love being here. Love being back home. I get it. <laughs> so many times you got stopped with this. This time it's just kind of, it's like, all right, yeah, you're here on vacation, I guess. <laughs> Fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> Fool me twice. Strike three. I, but that, this will be his third time. Yeah. Third time going back to Cleveland? No. no second just time third, going back. Third, third time in Cleveland. in Cleveland. Yeah. At this point, like, man, don't go back to Cleveland. They say you can't Like, go unless Bronny does, unless your son does, then it's the whole, like, we're both home. And he controls the league enough that I think that he could even work it out to where Cleveland drafts Bronny, his son. Which How is though? a cool story. But you know what? Even with uh, Bronny, he's not an Akron kid. I think he is, actually. Maybe born there, but he hasn't been. Oh, was, you yeah. know, the last time that he's Dude been. Dude grew up in Miami. <laughs> right. Significant. He's been in Miami. Now he's in California. Yeah. So I don't know that we can be like, oh, Akron's. Two sons have returned. Also, 
Did we? I don't. Did we talk about this? How come everybody always talks about LeBron being from Akron? We don't do it with any other player. Because that's what he talks about all the time. Because I, th- I, I'm, I don't know anything about Akron. I'll be honest. I'm assuming it's a really bad part of the country. If LeBron is like, I should not have made it out of here. The crazy thing is, I don't. It's not like that small or that bad of a city. I don't think. It might have been just like his surroundings and like what he grew up with and what the norm right. was in that community or the culture of where he grew up. And it's like, I probably should have been in a mess or should not be this type of person, but I was able to be, you know, willful enough and disciplined enough to get myself out of it. And now look at who I am. It's definitely not a small city. Yeah. Population of 200,000. So it's not like a big metropolis, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's. It's a pretty good size city. Probably about Springfield size. Springfield right. I don't know does. about like the crime rate or anything there, but I also don't think that it's a city of like, man, how did anyone ever make it out of Akron, Ohio? Well, yeah. for one, it's really close to Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland is a big city. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I guess having that pride in your hometown, cool. I get it. I still love my hometown, Morgan Wallen song. Uh but I don't know why with him. You love your hometown? Yeah. I don't know that. Are you, are you for real asking that question? Or are you not enough? Oh, I, I just, you guys never say, you guys just say, like, I don't want to. No, 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 no. Not you guys. Me specifically. <laughs> I do love my hometown. Huh. I, I think there are so many other shitty little towns in this area that you could come from, like Lamar, Missouri, which is a <laughs> shithole of a town. I'm not from there. So. Oh, we're throwing out extra city names. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, peek behind the curtain. That was always like the other town kind of rivalry. I don't like them. Still don't to this day. <laughs> did I marry a girl from that town? I was getting okay. I did. Did that cause more problems? Yes, it did. There's even more hatred <laughs> in your city. Right? I, I, just, I hate that town. So, yeah, nobody is ever going to be successful that comes from there. That that's a real, uh, you know, tale to tell. Like, oh, where are you from, Lamar? Wow, I didn't even know the education system was good there. That they could produce someone to actually make it out. That's how I feel about that. But with the Akron thing, it is it's weird to me. Like we don't talk about where Patrick Mahomes is from in Texas, or you know, some of these other great players. Well, he's from Dallas, isn't he? Fort Worth or whatever it is. Like he's, I don't know even better question right i i, I did you know you. steph curry was born in akron I yeah, learned like that even this that's past a good weekend. example same hospital yeah. we don't talk about it as like oh man steph curry akron zone like oh well, maybe because his dad was akron. in the nba and they moved away from it <laughs> right <laughs> hey we actually don't like this place we're we're gonna leave uh-huh. yeah but even like Giannis came from greece <laughs> He had to travel from a whole that, different country. That country can't afford to be a country anymore. Not sure if you right. heard. Homie couldn't afford a car because he was sending so much money back to his parents. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, thank God LeBron made it out of Akron, Ohio. <laughs> oh, man. He has done wonderful things. It's just it's always puzzled me why we always talk about, like, oh, man. And it's always in his hashtag, Akron kid, year 18, <laughs> hashtag greatness, hashtag the chosen Just one. go back home and break their heart again. I don't, <laughs> I don't Just put care. up the billboard one more effing time. <laughs> you know they have it in storage somewhere. <sighs> they didn't tear it down. They I still think that's probably. I still think that's a really cool picture, though. It was a really cool picture. It was really cool watching them take it down both times. <laughs> Did they actually put it up the second time? I don't remember. They did, yeah. Because it was so. like, here's the first part. Here's the right arm. Oh. 
the buildings. Yeah. Like, imagine living in that building. It's like, fuck, our windows are covered up again. <laughs> right? God, I just wish I had some light in this building. But <laughs> thank God I've got LeBron James's armpit oh, over my back. window instead. Awesome. Uh, how about a couple more good or bads? Kirk Cousins, a guy that we talked about earlier today. I'm right. I, he is the fence. He is the just most average quarterback in the NFL, I think. So I, it's hard for me to say that he's bad because I do think you could win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. But I, I at the same time, I don't think that he is good. I'm going to label him as bad, but he is the best of the worst quarterbacks. Yeah, like He's in that tier. That's tough because I'm putting him as bad. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with him. I don't think he's going to do anything in a game that's like, yep, we won this because of Kirk. No, I don't either, but I think you can win a Super Bowl with him. So I feel like if you can't look at your quarterback and be like, this is why we won, he's bad. Like Joe Flacco, he was good when they went on the Super Bowl run because he didn't turn the ball over, and he would take chances downfield, and he would zip it into tight windows. Kirk Cousins is like, if you ain't open, like wide open in terms of the NFL – I'm not throwing it. You're gonna or have to have it's a very like, good... I have to get rid of this. I hope you're over there. There it goes. You're going to have to have a very good defense surrounding him. You're yeah. going to have to have like a solid run game. Like Minnesota was close to having that stuff. To even you know, They made a couple NFC Championship games with him, I believe. Or at least got close to where you wouldn't have been surprised if they were representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm going to label him as bad as well. But, I mean, he's the quarterback position is kind of bad now. Had so many good ones retire over the last couple of years that he is probably in the top half of quarterbacks if you ranked them. Kirk, mm-hmm. really? Even with all the young guys in there, he's only got to be a top sixteen quarterback. Well, and I think you could do it to where, like, right now for next season, you could manipulate the power rankings to get Kirk Cousins as a top fifteen quarterback. I'm just going to start naming quarterbacks, and you just count for me. So. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to say is better than, can we say that right now? Ryan Tannehill. Exactly. That's kind of my thing. Can we? Well, Trevor Lawrence is a rookie. Ryan Tannehill, I would say, is better than Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady retired, Matthew Stafford, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson. That's 13. Right? So you can manipulate it to where so you So that's where yeah. you now look at it and go, Matt Ryan, better than Kirk Cousins? I am not a That Matt could Ryan be an guy. argument. <laughs> Kyler Murray, better than Kirk Cousins? Yeah, probably so. But I, that puts him right there, like middle Jared of the road. Goff. No, I don't think so. Huh. Fuck. <laughs> that's a solid point. Because yeah. then you look at, like, Mac Jones, Tua, Zach Wilson – but even like some of the other guys you put in there, like Jimmy G, good or bad? I say Jimmy G's good. I say he's bad. I would rather have Kirk And, and the reason is because like it's Rob Forrest makes a point all the time, and I, it's hard to argue with it. When he starts, you win football games. Like he wins. But it, like your point earlier, you're not winning because of him. Like if you replace him with a lot of different quarterbacks. So that's where I think it's kind of hard with Jimmy G, and I'm not trying to debate you on it, but it's like – when you watch the Niners play, it's they want to focus on getting the run game going. But if it's not, then you're in tough third-down positions. And you hear things like, what makes a quarterback good? Is being able to convert on third-down in key situations 
and in playoff games. Jimmy Garoppolo has done that again and again and again. And he did it in a playoff game against the Cowboys. But then he'll have like that bad throw at the end of the game. That's like, oh, you took us out of that game. So you can almost say that like they lose games. That is it, true. But like then, you like, can you, look at his gonna record have those... and be like, wow, it's his record is actually as a starter is thirty three and fourteen. But he's always been surrounded by good teams. One hundred percent. I mean, he's the byproduct of everything that's around him, including the coaching. We can't say he's always always had a solid running back. He hasn't, but. That you yeah. know the coaching style is, is going to put him in situations to be successful, but it's also the fact that you get a third and sixteen against Dallas, and it's like you find a way to convert it. Yeah, but he'll also have <laughs> it's, like a- it's like Jimmy Garoppolo might throw the bad pass to end the game, but he like kept you in the position throughout the whole game so he can make that mistake. I would have Kirk Cousins over Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't think it's close. But here is an interesting little nugget of Jimmy, or sorry, Kirk Cousins, his record, his career record. 59, 59, and 2. Who? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, bad. Exactly 50%. <laughs> but he's played in so many more games. And, I, and even with Kirk Cousins, so many more just terrible teams than what we've seen out of Jimmy Garoppolo. I know our guy Rob loves to throw out that stat. Like, oh, you just won games. Yeah. But I think if you replaced him with any, like a lot of, if you put Teddy Bridgewater in there, you're probably still winning as many games. Ken Bridgewater's not good. I don't agree with. I don't. I don't like. I do not agree with that statement. Would you agree that Derek Carr is better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Derek Carr has a losing record though. Fifty-seven and he's seven. He's been a starter longer, right? So yeah. that's another thing that's kind of tough with that. And <laughs> you look at Derek Carr and the Raiders. That dude has been put through the ringer of situations, especially <laughs> uh, this last season. Oh yeah. That's why I want him somewhere else. Yeah, would you say uh, good or bad for Derek Carr? Good. I think so, too. I think he's good. Yeah. I've yeah. always liked Derek Carr, though. He I always thought he was a good dude, just hated the fact that he played for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan, good or bad? If you'd asked me two years ago, I would have said good. Right now, I'd say bad. I watched this guy try to sneak out of a pocket going underneath the tackle to the right side and took three steps before he moved an inch. Yeah. And I the reason why I put him on this list – is because he's getting very old. There's a lot of talk about him. He's going to be 37 uh, pretty soon. It, but he he's not, like, uh, carrying it well, 37. No. He almost feels older <laughs> than that. I thought he was. Mm-hmm. His cap hit for this coming season is $48 million. Yikes. <laughs> Maybe he needs to start donating some of that money our way. Because that, that's, I mean, that's a big number. That's more than even guys like Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's, he's probably the highest paid quarterback in the league this coming season. Oh, he's got to be. Your cap hits $48 million. Yeah. Now, like, with that being the cap hit, this might be a silly question. That's what he's going to make, correct? Or is it like if we moved on from this guy, that's how much? I don't know. I don't either. That's what's so confusing about the cap. Right. I'm like, oh, it's actually set to make like 32, but if we release them, the hit to the cap would be this. I'm like, I don't even make no sense. Yeah. Well, let's end the show today with a couple weird ones, though, that I I have strong opinions on. Cake. Is cake good or bad? Just in general. You know. Your favorite kind, whatever. As a kid, I would have said good. Now it's just bad. I think it's one of the most overrated things that we I have don't in understand. Society. I just I don't get it. There's just so much fluff. Mm-hmm. And even the fluff of it, it's not it doesn't taste real good. No. 
You can get some weird kinds of icings, and it's not good. It and that's the bad. thing, too, with the icing. The icings just aren't – maybe it's just changed, but as a kid, I thought that shit was so good. And as I've gotten older, it's like, freaking cake, are we serious? I was actually talking to my daughters about it and to where they're getting to the point to where they're like, I actually I don't like icing. Yes. I think that's just like a thing when you're a kid that are like, oh, it's sugar. This is great. Yeah. As you get older, you're like, actually, it's not anything special. That's way too much sugar. I don't feel good now after eating <laughs> freaking cake. Right. And here's my next controversial one. I feel the exact same way about beer. I, if we're just going off taste alone, beer is bad. I've never had a beer where I'm like, God, this has really hit the spot. Every time I get like my first beer and I take a drink, I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Power go. After a couple of them, the yeah, will then be it's gone. like yeah, I'm a, I've finally acquired it again, but 100 percent, especially after I've eaten something and then I have to have like a beer. It's like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, that did not not a good combination. In my or mouth. The pe- yeah, people will be like, oh, man, just pizza and beer. You can't beat that combination. Yeah, you can have a Dr. <laughs> Pepper. It's much. Better. Yeah, you get a little sizzle with the DP. I, and I've said this before, too. Um, big Dr. Pepper fan. If Dr. Pepper got me drunk, I would be an alcoholic. The taste. Uh, I only drink beer to get drunk. You've heard of those like root beer beer things, right? They yeah, have that I've for tried Dr. Those. Pepper, right? I I, I hope you wouldn't do that because it what? would ruin Dr. Pepper for you. You would throw up Dr. Pepper and it would ruin you. Probably. So, so. let's not hey, even not even if there's a thing a out there time. like that, don't suggest it to him, please. I haven't thrown up in a very very long time. Alcohol induced. <laughs> what did you chug? Was it pickles? Pickle juice? It's completely sober is, I think, the <laughs> everyone that was there, I think we were there for a birthday party at Club 609. Uh-huh. And I think I said that I could chug a whole pitcher of chick- of pickle juice. Like, no problem. Yeah. And they called my bluff on it and brought me a, a whole pitcher of pickle juice. And I drank a lot of it, and then not all of it, though. Yeah. And then my stomach just starts hurting. And we get back to the house for the birthday party. Yeah, Matt. And I'm just throwing up everywhere. Yeah. But I think a lot of people thought, like, oh, my God, how do you get drunk so fast? I'm telling you, I was stone cold sober. I and thought you just started throwing up pickle juice. I thought you were drunk because you were drunk. See, everybody thought I was drunk. No, it was because I was about to throw up. <laughs> I was like, oh, we got to leave. Like, I'm going to throw up. But it wasn't because of alcohol. It was because of pickle juice. Oh, I definitely thought you were mm-hmm. a little little yeah. tipsy on that. My seat. parents were there. My dad had to drive me. Yeah. And I think even they were uh, under the impression that I was drunk. But I, was <laughs> I will never forget the image of you just hurling out all this pickle juice. And your dad's just standing there with his hands on his <laughs> hips just like. <laughs> just laughing. Just like, that's my son. <laughs> He's right there what an idiot. <laughs> Hilarious. I love him. He's an idiot, though. That's how I feel about my kids sometimes. As well. <laughs> I'll tell you one challenge that I think that I could do, and this will surprise not a single one of our regular listeners. That challenge of like drinking a gallon of milk in an hour, I think I could do it. <laughs> Allegedly, you can't drink a gallon of milk within an hour. I would be up. very surprised if you couldn't. <laughs> right. If you were unable to. I have watched you get a quart of chocolate milk uh-huh. and have it opened and finished after getting in the after getting in the vehicle starting it and backing up and it's gone by the time we leave the parking lot of the gas yeah. station easily now granted it's a bucky's but i still watched it happen oh i can do that at a casey's no problem no problem <laughs> i think you could but, yeah. but a chicken wing bub 
I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to do it one of these times and probably put it on oh, social you're media. Throw up, dude. I just I think it would be pretty easy. Drink a gallon of milk in an hour. Mm-hmm. I've seen people try it. You know, like as a kid, you do like those youth lock-ins and things like yeah. that. I've seen people try it and not be successful. I feel like I could, honestly, man, it's gonna make me sound like a real fat ass. <laughs> you give me a box of cereal and a gallon of milk, they're both gone in about thirty minutes. A box of cereal and a gallon of milk. Not th- I shouldn't say thirty. Not minutes. thirty minutes. Like, like two I could hours. do it in an hour. An hour, you think? I freaking love cereal. I don't buy cereal anymore for that reason. Because I find reasons on why I should have a fucking bowl of cereal. Just got home, sitting down playing PlayStation. <laughs> That's uh, your reason. Let's just well, have a bowl of cereal. Here. Sounds really good. Look at the free leaves. Free leaves are looking at me. The damper con got my ass again. <laughs> it's not even one of those adult cereals. I just said pecan. Is it pecan? It's it's whatever potato. Pecan. I don't know how you say it. Yeah, I say pecan. Okay. I don't know well, if there's one situation you decided to overlook me mispronounce something again. <laughs> Letting it slide by? Yeah. Nope, not today. Uh, big cereal guy, though. Love it. Even I even got to a point where I would mix them. You mix honeycombs and uh, apple jacks? <laughs> Brother. I've never done that. <sighs> Game changer. What's your favorite cereal? Honeycombs. Really? That feels like such a boring cereal. That was your favorite. It's good. I... I haven't had Apple them. Apple Jacks and Fruit Loops. Apple Jacks, Fruit Loops, and Honeycombs. Those are the three. I'm like a, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Gets, love... too, gets too much of the uh, the sugary stuff in the bottom. That stuff that they coat it on, then you go take a that drink I of love. it, and then you have to like sit in your teeth. They don't like it. Mm. I do. I do love it. <laughs> that's talking cereal with Mellow and Big <laughs> Country, though. Uh, that's it for us today. We are done for. We are off tomorrow, but we'll be back on Monday. I'm sure that there's going to be some big global news that we have to talk about on Monday, assuming big country hasn't been drafted into the military yet. I think I'm just too old is why we don't talk about it with me. Uh, But we thank you guys for joining us today on this lovely Thursday. Don't forget about our sponsor to end the show, Roper Kia. Go check out their inventory. If they don't have what what you are looking for on the lot, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Up, they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend. We'll be back right here in the call-in app, 10 o'clock on Monday.